Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you for your time. You're you welcome. Know, Good luck. I don't want to take your whole day or anything, but uh, just lastly, I kind of need like a legal release, so I'll just mm-hmm. verbally ask a question. Mm-hmm. So, you agree that I'm going to use your name and the information you shared on the internet, variety of forms, and that I own that information? Uh... <laughs> Maybe? Welcome to City and a Hill. My name is James Reinars, and today we're going to continue our interview series where we're talking to people in the Detroit area about how the pandemic is affecting their lives. Keep in mind, we're wearing face masks, which sometimes muffles our speaking. The thought with these episodes is not just to listen to a conversation, but to explore some insight or question into God, which is sparked by these people's real views and experiences. Today, we'll meet... Sonny and Cher. <laughs> no, that's, that's not their real names, but they both asked that their names be changed in the episode, so I thought I'd have some fun with it. Sonny is a high school grad who walked fresh out of a tattoo parlor, and Cher is an awesome sort of mom figure, the kind of mom I can just imagine a group of high schoolers standing around her kitchen island, eating fresh cookies out of the oven and opening up to about their lives. In both our conversations, we talked about seeing things from an eternal perspective and finding God's purpose in our life situations. But does that mean that everything that happens to us is in itself good or that everything works out for a reason? That brought up a great question for today's episode. Does everything work out for good? We'll start with Cher. I'll share some of my thoughts on our conversation and then we'll jump to Sunny, where we'll tie these two conversations together. So, without further ado... Here's Cher. I'm doing a podcast. I'm just kind of interviewing people. I don't know if you have a minute for a couple questions. I'm just asking how the pandemic has affected people's lives and stuff like that. Uh, sure. Where is the sure. podcast going to be distributed to? You know, I hope it to get it up next week. I'm just starting. I've gotten about a dozen interviews in. I've got okay. a few episodes going already. So, okay. yeah. Um, so I'll just put this down so we can keep it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. What is your name? Hi, my name is James. James, I'm... Nice to meet you. Nice yeah, to meet yeah. you. Yeah, so I'm just... Yeah, I, I want to kind of just... Do you want me to put my mask on? It's up to you. It's, it's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, how is... May I ask how has this couple of months affected your life? Um, in many ways, as everyone Sure. <laughs> I would say from a family standpoint, it's uh, helped us to get closer on some days and well, that's good. burst apart on other yeah. days, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I do executive coaching and corporate leadership training. Cool. And so half, some of my business has continued, but yeah. probably 80% of it wow. gone. Wow, 80%. Um, wow. Because mm-hmm. so much of the corporate training is yeah. on site, and mm-hmm. so now I'm just trying to they learn how to dance backwards and yeah. do virtual training in a completely yeah. different People haven't mode. been adapting to the online training that well, huh? Well, um, they are. I guess it's just reconfiguring. It's, it's a different experience. So yeah. research shows supposedly that it's just as effective, but it's not as... Um, it's not as fun. It's not as yeah. pleasurable for people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a different thing. I get that. <laughs> but yeah, but I, so it's affected me in just trying to retrench, step yeah. back, mm-hmm. um, and in a bigger way, just think about what I want to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. Wow. Well, those are important thoughts to have, I, I'm sure. Yeah. And the second question, and you mm-hmm. kind of hinted at it a little bit, is you know, I want to know, is there anything good that has started because of mm-hmm. this? Anything that, say, wasn't in our lives before, now you 
had um, to happen, but you, would, you love it and you want it to continue now absolutely. that things go back to normal. Absolutely. I think the things that stand out to me are simplicity. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up in the country out on the other side in Romeo. We went into town, I was telling someone yeah. as a kid, like That's once my, a week uh, to grocery wow. shop or to get something. It's yeah. Like, if, you, yeah. if you needed or wanted something, it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> walk there or yeah. figure it yeah. out. Um, where my kids were raised in a generation and we had everything accessible. So yeah. uh, I'll go to Trader Joe's like twice yep. a day because yep. it's right yeah. there. <laughs> and do I really need all this stuff? So it's really helped me to deal with, do I really need this? Do I really want this? Is it yeah. really that important? And just mm-hmm. let a lot of stuff go. So it's yeah. very freeing. Um, I think that's been good. I think from a neighborhood perspective our our neighbors that we knew and had a good relationship with but we've sort of you know we've done fires in our backyard we've hung out on the deck we've gotten yeah. to know people at a different level at a slower pace yeah really have conversations really more meaningful mm. um and your close network of friends yeah that you really can count on and i think that's really cool about this yeah yeah if we can kind of focus you know bring that out of things once they come back to normal, you know, the value of people and even a little simplicity exactly. and slower is a lot of exactly. benefit to all of our lives. Yeah, just be more mindful, more present. I mean, yeah. you know, I, it's funny, I, I'm not positive or negative, so I'm drinking more coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've determined a couple new business opportunities of like, okay, there's something people aren't yeah. giving up. <laughs> and cop, good coffee is one of them. When, yeah. they, when they first closed everything, I literally would drive one time a week fully there was one coffee shop open in Royal Oak that served good coffee and it was like my thing for the week yeah, yeah and they were yeah. great about how you just walked it you know took your coffee went left yeah um so it also is prioritized for us like I'm willing to give up everything else yes there's back. a couple things right <laughs> a couple things you want to splurge for yeah yeah, yeah focuses those things yeah exactly. well well thank you for your time last question is, uh, you know, I was wondering, how has this affected people's uh, view or value of spirituality in different things? I had read mm. that people mm-hmm. Googling about fear or prayer or meditation a lot yeah. more, so I don't know. That's has really that a great question. To turn to something more or whatnot? That's a great question because um, that's probably most in my passion zone, and I can't believe I didn't bring that up. Um, it's been an amazing psychological experience mm. for me to watch. My family, I'm, I have a large, six siblings, I'm the youngest. Wow. And I made some assumptions early on about where they might, where they, what they might feel and that it was generally the same as me because we were mm. all raised the same. Um, so it made me really get better about not, not assuming and mm. just letting people be who they are mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not putting people in boxes or judging. Like they are, they, they feel that way because yeah. They have a right to, right? Yeah. Um, but the fear mentality that is so pervasive, mm-hmm. I mean, I am probably on the other end. I have a very um, kind of eternal perspective, and it's caused for me to go even deeper into that meditation space mm-hmm. and get more mm-hmm. connected and yeah. really drill into the process of letting fear go mm-hmm. and yeah. figuring out where my, like, deep, where those yeah. fears are so mm-hmm. that I can kind of root them out and realize that everything's okay. I'm actually just uh, reading a summary of The Course in Miracles, which I had heard about, never okay. really spent time with. Cool. Just learning different aspects yeah. of different elements, which talks a lot about those things I just mentioned, fear, yeah. and yeah. How, how when that gets into just people in general, that yeah. what that creates, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what a terrible place that is versus, yeah. you know... 
I don't watch the news very much. Me too. <laughs> you know, my husband used to give me a hard time about it because it's like, oh, you're just, you know, what's going to happen? You're Pollyanna, whatever. If something happens, if something happens big, yeah, I'll hear about it. Guess yeah, what? Yeah, it's right. <laughs> I heard about this. Yeah, like, you, know, you didn't miss the pandemic. Didn't right? miss it. If there's a major something, I always hear about it. And yeah. he's even, even though he still keeps up, he, I can tell he's getting to the point where I do. What do you believe yeah. anyway? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, spiritual. I mean, I think that's been for me also the greatest blessing. As much as I would love more business, and it's you know when you have less, you get you go to another place. And I was mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. were somewhere in a gentleman at a coffee shop. Ironically, huh? of course. <laughs> The only place people talk these days. Yeah, anymore, right, right. <laughs> I miss that. I did miss the. Yeah. I mean, I love coming here outside because I really miss that buzz of people yeah. around me, having left corporate a long time ago. Um, we were somewhere else, and we said we we're going back to Michigan, and um, you know we're going to be locked down for another month. This was somewhere that wasn't at that point. We have yeah. a property there, another home, and he said, "Oh, good, more rest for you." It's like great perspective. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Since you mentioned devaluing the spirituality aspect a lot, would mm-hmm. you may I ask what you what your view is, your your belief or anything, or how would you define that? Um, I would define it as returnal. Um, everything's okay. Everything will be okay. Mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. We don't really see the whole picture here. Yeah. It's much broader than this. Yeah. There's a an entity, a something that is coalescing all of this and it's yeah. happening for a reason mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. don't see it yeah um we've had we had a tragedy happen in our neighborhood we, short story a young family um freak accident with a mother 42 whatever it just a perfect storm of things that happened that you like how did that even happen yeah and she ended up passing um and it was really traumatic for the whole community yeah. and it's like one of those there's something more going on yeah. here, like mm-hmm. for all those things to have lined up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of like this. It's like there's there's a bigger picture. We're going to yeah. come out at the yeah, other yeah, side. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really tough. It's really rough. It might be rough for a while, but I really, truly yeah. believe that it's yeah, all yeah, for the yeah. good. So I was raised Catholic. I'm sure. probably, you know, I've yeah. been through all sorts of different deviations, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, my yeah. views are different now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, very good. I, I really appreciate your sharing and that kind of thing, you know. Welcome. Yeah. I, may I turn the question around? And we talked a little bit longer, and, and at this point, I'd like to jump right in and talk a little bit about what you shared, Cher. I really appreciate that you have an eternal perspective, because we have an eternal God. And I would love the chance to continue this conversation. In your view, does an eternal being with a bigger purpose in the universe necessitate that everything that happens is good, or happens for a reason? It makes sense that if the eternal being is good, then everything should be good, But is that the case? Or is there something in the Bible that gives us space to say some things are really just bad? And even though God can redeem a situation, that he himself would still say it was just bad. I want to ask because when I think about things in the way you described, everything's okay and everything is going to be okay, I feel like it's a mind over matter exercise. Like I have to drum up some kind of, I don't know, cognitive dissonance. So I just wonder if that's really what God wants. Is that really true? It's sort of like that old adage, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. But just because something tasty can come out of lemons, does it mean that the lemons themselves are good? Or were lemons what God intended for you to have? I've been thinking about the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. That's found in John chapter 11, verse 35. 
Whatever scholar was making the first number system in the, I don't know, 16th century, he must have marveled at this simple sentence to emphasize it in such a way as to give it its own number. Jesus wept. It's simple, but powerful. Perhaps it was not lost on him that there's some irony in the scene in which Jesus wept. Jesus is seeing, for the first time, the tomb in which his good friend Lazarus had been buried in for four days. He knows, and we know now, that he was about to raise Lazarus up from the dead. And why did Jesus weep? Doesn't the fact that Lazarus would be resurrected and healed make the situation good? Yes, but it's still bad, worth weeping over. Perhaps Jesus wept because death is something like the deepest tragedy and was never intended for God's creation, and he was witnessing the full effect and grief of the sin he came to condemn and redeem us from. Perhaps he wept because he saw the pain it caused the family, Mary, Martha, and the others around. Or perhaps he wept because others were saying, "Ah, if he had only been here earlier, he could have just healed him and prevented this. The Bible doesn't tell us. But Jesus wept. It was bad. God is one who can mourn with those who mourn. Well, what do we do then with the thought that God grows us because of our suffering and that God works good out of the evil in the world? That thought is is all over the Bible. And to put that together, I want to add into this mix the conversation I had with the young man we're going to call Sonny. James, what's your name? Thank you. You got you got something in your arm there. What's that? Yeah, tattoo. I oh, just got it. You just got it? Yeah. That's pretty cool. What'd you get? Um, just something for my uncle. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm just asking a couple questions. Thanks for your time. How is, you know, how is like coronavirus messed up your life? Um, a lot actually. Uh, senior year didn't get a prom or spring break. Oh man. Uh, college next year is gonna be like all online. Where are you going? Yeah, MSU. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, didn't hang out with friends for a long time, still try not to, but... Right? <laughs> that must have been kind of hard. Yeah. Have you been, uh, trying to hang out with people online, I assume, or whatever? Is that... Yeah. Is that, is that working, or...? Mmm, <laughs> I play a decent amount of video games with them, try yeah, to yeah. stay connected. Yeah. What is the overall mindset of, like, you and your friends as all this is happening? It kind of, like... Why it us? Sucks. Why are yeah. you here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we think. Why Why are you here? Yeah, I, I can't imagine that. Yeah. yeah, I feel for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Second question I'm trying to ask is, with all the disruption this is causing, is there something good that's coming out of this? Is there something that started in your life that you kind of want to keep? Say it wasn't there before, but now it's forced you to do either a new habit or a new relationship, and you want to keep that. Mm, not really, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. It's just kind of screwing up everything. 
there hasn't been like you know uh, a new video game you found or a new friend you started chatting with that you never talked with before or, uh, not really a new habit in your life or something not really yeah so the same video games you were playing before you're playing now still huh yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> well lastly and i as in my own life and I've, I've seen on the internet a lot of people are because of all this frustration just searching all over the place for answers they're googling fear googling prayer or god or these kind of things so i'm wondering how is this affecting people's view or of spirituality in any kind of way have you had any kind of mm. thought about god or either positive or negative like god why or god why'd you do this to me or <laughs> not really i don't know i just i don't really know i just haven't really i don't really try to think about it yeah like the whole situation yeah i just don't like it so i just yeah. don't really try to think about it do you have any kind of spiritual beliefs or anything or um yeah i do may, may i ask what you believe in or what do you think about um i do believe in god yeah yeah um i don't really know i don't really i don't really know like there's a reasoning to it but yeah like what he's doing but mm -hmm. i do believe in him yeah yeah and then I, I believe in God too. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus, and you know, I just wonder if God is using this either as a wake-up call in people or trying to show us what we really should be valuing. I think it's tough in your situation where you were coming into so many exciting things, and now it's a little disruptive. But mm. I wonder: is do you, do you think God is trying to teach you anything in this, or is He trying to bring you to Himself in a better way? I don't know. Maybe patience. Yeah, there's definitely waiting it out. Need a lot yeah. of that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, in my experience, the more I, I look for him, the more I find him. You know, when mm. I read the Bible or decide to pray, it moves out of this realm of like this this cultural thing, or maybe you know I hear about this sometimes too. So this is really in my life. I really do find God. I really do see that He is trying to do something, not just make my life be better, not make my heart. But actually, He's trying to do something in the universe. He's trying to do something in the mm. world. And when we tune into what he's doing, we stop asking questions, Lord, why has it happened to my life? More asking questions, God, what are you doing? What are you trying to get from this? What are you trying to get for yourself? Mm -hmm. I can be confused about what I'm not getting, but God is working all things together for us all to be into something a little broader. Yeah. Have you ever thought about what God wants to get for himself out of all of this? Not really. What I've... do you think an answer might be? I have no idea, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> um... I don't know. Yeah, can I, can I, for just another minute of your time, I show you one of my favorite Bible verses that kind of touch on this, kind of what is God doing? When these um, things, crazy things happen, why, why and how should I respond? And yeah, how should I even get value out of this? I think it's yeah. one difficulty. These years, this time can feel like it's wasted. But how do I not waste this life? Yeah, by doing something. You have a minute for that? Um, I kind of have to go back to my friend. He's in my car. Got it. He's going to tattoo next, and I have to go grab him to send him in. No, very cool, very cool. Well, I encourage you to look it up. It's called Romans 8, 28. And okay. It talks about God's purpose and how you cannot waste your pandemic, okay? Okay. Thank you for your time. Have Thank you. I pray that, that heals well, okay? Thank you. Well, obviously, Sonny wasn't too upbeat about life being 18 in the summer of 2020. As I tried to throw out one last seed of encouragement at the end of our conversation, I said, I said a phrase that stuck with me. Don't waste your pandemic. 
I don't think it was original to me. I think I heard it on you know some radio or Instagram preacher. But in the heat of the moment, face-to-face with one who is really missing out on rites of passage because of the world situation, those words hit me, at least, with a sort of desperateness. Sonny, don't waste your pandemic. Don't waste it. See, that was not fun and really a bummer. God can get something out of this. And God can bring something for you out of this. Now, I'm not going to say that everything happens for a reason or that in the end it'll turn out for good. I don't think the Bible really says that. But Sonny, I'd like to say that everything can work together for good. Something awesome and life-changing can come out of this lame situation. Can. See, God can work value and life-altering meaning out of any situation. Let's look at the Bible verse that I shouted out at the end of our conversation. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. I'll read it. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. What does that mean? What did that just say? Let's work backwards in that sentence. So I'll read that last part. Those who are called according to his purpose. His purpose. A lot of people wonder, what is God's purpose in my life? His purpose for me or purpose in my situation? But that is looking at it the wrong way. That is so, you know, me, me, me. It's my purpose and what could God do for me? God didn't create you for you. He made you for him and his purpose. And as Cher rightly said in a clip I didn't include. That's one and the same, our purpose and his purpose. Exactly. We're part of him. I mean, we're the ones that make a difference. We are. And it is what he is doing on the earth today. When we learn about his purpose and begin to live for that, we find out how our life fits into the universe because that's what we're made for. It's like, it's like putting on a glove that fits, a glove that was made to fit you. Let's go to the next part of the verse. All things work together for good. Oh, this is one of my favorite parts. All things work together for good. Now, this doesn't say everything happens as it was supposed to happen. God isn't happy that the world has been shut down by a virus that is killing people. But it says that all things are able to work together for good. All things can be worked out so that good comes from it. Let's go back to that old adage. With God's purpose, it's like he actually wants to get orange juice from the world. And though life gave you lemons... He didn't want that for you and doesn't really want lemonade. He actually is looking for orange juice. And the mystery of this verse and and what God is doing is that he is actually able to still get orange juice from what's going on in your life. And this whole time I've been using words like can or things are able to be worked out for good and not saying that everything does come out good. And that's for two reasons. One, well, that's a hard sell. If you look at the world, is everything really working out for good for everyone? The second reason is that is not really what this Bible verse is saying. Look at how this part is qualified. I'll read from the beginning. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. It's for those who love God. For those, all things work together for good. We have a part in this. And if we don't love God, I mean, it's hard for him to work with us. 
Do you love God? If so, you can know that God is working things together for good. And I didn't say good for you. It's good according to God's purpose. It's what's good for him. And what's good for God is good for you. But it's not firstly for you, you know, to have a smooth life. But good will come out of it. The tragedy is when people go through hardships without loving God. Yes, God may be able to use it to give them a wake-up call, but more often than not, people go through it alone. And it's hard to be confident that good will come from it. And suffering does grow us as a person and have a value like that. And this is because we're selfish and need changed. That doesn't mean that everything happens for a reason or that suffering was purposed to happen. But that suffering is a tool God is able to redeem, make some good out of, so that we are changed into his likeness. And that's what the next two verses are about, verses 29 and 30. They show us that the positive goal of suffering is to be conformed into the image of Christ. But it's hard for God to grow you if you don't love him, if you don't care about him or think about him. All that you go through is at risk of being in vain, a total loss with no eternal value. So, Sonny, don't waste your pandemic. How? Well, you you actually said it at the end. I didn't catch it for a long time. But you said, by doing something. Exactly. By doing what, you'd ask? Find God. Love God. When you begin to love God, you can know that all things are working together for good, for the good of God's purpose and the good of your life in God's purpose. Still, you'd probably ask, well, how? How do I start to love God? Well, how about start by reading the Bible? Don't know how? Well, just flip it open. Don't know where to start? I mean, hey, I'd buy you a whole Jets pizza just for 30 minutes to sit down and read the Bible with you. The Bible is where you meet God and where we learn about him who we're falling in love with. So don't waste your pandemic. Love God. Do something. Do something that brings you into the value of what God wants to do in your life. I don't know what it'll look like for you. I don't know how God is going to redeem your time in pandemic. But I do know if you're knowing him, you're finding him, you love God, that all things are working together by God for your good because you are called according to his purpose. Well, that's the end of our show. And I'd love to know what you think about it. Have you seen God work events together for your good? When did you start loving God? And is there something I missed, something I didn't bring up that you have a question about? You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at City and a Hill. Never want to miss an episode and want to hear about other projects I'm involved in? Go to the show notes on cityandahill.com to find the link to join our mailing list for updates. And if you like what you heard, please share, rate, and review. Every little bit helps. Special thanks to Julian Taylor and Eric Howe for the music in the episode. My name is James Reinars, and this is City and a Hill. I'll talk to you next time.